Matthew chapter five, uh, John chapter 5 verse 1. And after this it says there was a feast. How many people have a feast? <laughs> yes. I tell you, tonight I want to preach to you a message and um, I don't want you just to preach to you or give you a nice story, a little bit of information. Tonight I want you to get a hold. This is the Word of God. We're about to talk. We're going to share the Word of God. And, and, and this story is a, is a story that has, has the power to change your life. And if you grab a hold of not just it being a nice story, but something that will transform your life, something that will set you free, something that will not only transform your life, but has the power also to transform the community that we live in. Okay. So how many people tonight, you're hungry for the Word of God? All right. So tonight, let's not let it go in one ear and out the other ear. This, this story was a story that was written in the Word of God for a time like right now, for you, for your life to be changed, for our community, to be, our community to be transformed. So tonight, I'm believing that God will come and He will change your life. And I don't want you, like I said, I want, don't want you just to... Uh, uh, just to take this as a run-of-the-mill service or anything like that. Friends, when you are hungry, when you are expecting to receive from God, something will happen. Something will change inside of your life. So tonight, this can be a normal Sunday night. It's if we ever have normal Sunday nights. <laughs> you, can leave it, you can leave this place the same or you can leave this place changed. The choice is yours. Every one of us will make a decision. I'll make a decision tonight. Even though I'm preaching the message, I'm going to be pre- preaching to myself. And uh, I, I want to leave this place. In fact, I might even get my own CD. How about that? How about that? So tonight, let's be expectant. Let's have our hearts open, our minds open, and let's get into it. Okay. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. How many people love a feast? Oh, I know some people love feasting. <laughs> yes. Now there is in Jerusalem by the, the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew. Hey, man. That's pretty cool. What is, uh, which is called in Hebrew, Bethsaida, and having five porches. In other words, it was a lovely pool. And, and these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind people, lame people, paralyzed people, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time to, into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whenever step, whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. So here we have, we have this pool, and it's a, this pool was like a, man, who would like a pool like that? I mean, if you, were, if you had this little pool, and, and every now and again, an angel would come into the, in, into the water and stir it up, and man, if you were sick, you could just jump into that pool at that time, bang, you were healed. How about that? It's got five porches on it. Man, what a house. What a house. And, uh, but what we have here was we have this pool. In the, now, the, pool, the, the word Bathsheba means a place of breakthrough, a place of mercy, house of mercy. And here we have this, uh, and, and this pool, man, this, this was this incredible pool. And, and every now and again, at a certain time, this, this angel would come and stir the water. And whenever the water was stirred, somebody, the people that were around, if they were sick, they hopped into the water, they were healed. And so here we have a great multitude of people that were sick. Some were blind, some were lame, some were paralyzed, and they were waiting for the water, waiting for something to happen, waiting for a breakthrough. And, to, and, and, and tonight it's like there's many people in the world today that are physically sick, but also um, there, there are many people that are, that are spiritually sick. If you look around the community and in, in the church today, uh, there are people just waiting for something to happen. 
People that are sick, people that have got no hope of, of being fixed, people that have got no hope of, of, um, of being healed, somebody who's blind. It's like, I mean, you imagine, some, you imagine being blind. I mean, nowadays we have little dogs and they can lead us around and, and little sticks. But, uh, people that were blind, they, they didn't have stuff like that. Some people had leprosy, some people were, were crippled, and, and they didn't have, the, they didn't have the, the, the welfare or anything like that. So if they couldn't afford a doctor, they couldn't go to a doctor. So all these people, they'd sit around this pool and they'd be waiting for something to happen, waiting for the next good thing to come along. And sadly, you know, friends, in the world today, yes, in our society, we have a lot of sick people, but we also have a lot of spiritually sick people, people that are separated from God, people that are just wandering, just, just, just waiting in life, waiting for the next thing to happen, waiting for... I don't know, fate to happen, waiting for the next best thing to come along, the next, the, the next fad to come along, waiting that they would find some sort of a hope, waiting to a, for, a, for a time where they could find some sense of, of healing or some sense of fulfillment in their life. And maybe you hear this this evening, and, and uh, you, may, you may be sick, or if you are sick, you come to the right place. But maybe inside there is a, there is a part of you that is sick inside. You may be a Christian. You may have received Jesus Christ into your life. But uh, there, there may still be a part of you that is lame. There may still be a part of you that is blind. There may still be a part of you that is paralyzed. And uh, we've just um, gone through an amazing time just of, of healing, just dealing with disappointments and, and stuff like that. But just as I was, uh, you know, before the meeting, I was saying, yeah, even though we've gone through a lot of that, uh, there's still people here tonight and, and you're lame inside waiting for the next best thing, waiting for the next seminar, waiting for the next healing seminar to come along, waiting for the next guest ministry to come along, waiting for this, waiting, to, waiting for Pastor Mike to come and lay his hands on you, waiting for the next move of God, waiting for the next good thing. For some of you, you've been to all the restoration courses, you've been to multiple different counselling appointments, but there's something inside of you that is still lame. There's still something inside of you. You're still living, uh, you're still not walking in, in victory. You're still not walking in the place that God has had you, uh, that God has destined for you to walk. You're sitting around the pool. Now this pool's power, I mean, we can get right into the, the nitty gritty of it, but it's, it, it was by the sheep gate where, where, where the sheep came in. And it's like, uh, and I believe that tonight it's speaking of, especially around the church and, and where people are. People are, uh, there's so many people here tonight and it's like, you're lame on the inside. Some of you here tonight, you're not walking in the purpose that God has planned for your life. And tonight I want to give you a key, and we're going to learn something out of the story that will help you, uh, help you walk on that. So here there was a, 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 great, a great multitude of sick people waiting for the moving of water, waiting for a lucky break, waiting for the next west thing, hanging on to a string, just a string of hope that maybe one day some, they'll get this lucky break and, and all of a sudden everything's going to be fine. Some of you financially, you're struggling financially, you're waiting, maybe even trying to take lotto tickets in order to get your big breakthrough. Uh, yeah, I've seen a few people down at chemist shop. Waiting for the big thing to break open financially, then you'll be free to, to do this and you'll be able to free to do that. No, if you just walked in the, in the principles of God and just thought about what you did a bit, then you'd have some money. But anyway, we're not going to get down that track. Uh, get a lot of Doug's seminars next year. So we had this, uh, so here these people, uh, God, had, God had planned for their life, God had, had, had good plans for their life, but somewhere they got sick and somewhere they were just sitting around and they weren't living, they were just existing around a pool. 
would have been a very nice pool, but that's as far as they would have gone. Just existing, never actually been able to do anything with their lives. And then it says here in, uh, where does it say that? Uh, in verse 5 now, it says a certain man. Everybody say a certain man. He had been there, who had been in, who had been there with an infirmity for 38 years. Lying by the pool, he was crippled. Whoever, whoever, a certain man. Can you imagine just being able to, just lying by a pool, just lying in a place of brokenness, lying in a place for 38 years, unable to walk, unable to, to, to carry yourself as a man, unable to work, unable to earn an income. All you could do for an income is big. Talks about he was a crippled man. In other words... His head worked. <laughs> he could talk. His arms could move. His hands could move. He, 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 could drag, he could drag himself around. But the problem is when somebody is crippled, somewhere down here it doesn't work. Either the ankles are damaged, the feet are damaged, or the legs are damaged, the hips are damaged. This lower half of, half of the body is unable to walk, unable to carry the weight of the body. And uh, can you imagine being like that? But I've seen some crippled people before. How many people have seen a crippled person? Yeah. Unable to walk, unable to carry themselves, unable to work, unable to run. And we've walked around the streets of Indonesia, and, and uh, I mean, you see different people there, they're, they're lying crippled, and they're just living on handouts from people, just living on uh, people's spare change. And you watch these guys, and... and and, and all they can do is just drag themselves along the ground with their hands. Unable to do anything else. You see their, see their legs are all marked and scabbed and bruised and, and whatnot. And you can see the hopelessness in their eyes. I mean, it's somebody's son, somebody's daughter sitting there. They never thought that their life would turn out like that. Having to spend the rest of your life begging on the streets, begging from somebody's overflow. I need to be able to look and see, hope that they'd either die quickly or something would happen. But you know, friends, it's like even tonight, maybe these people here, you may be able to walk, but inside in your spirit, you're crippled. You hear the knowledge, you've got information about the Bible. You know up here, things about God, you can move your hands and stuff. You can do a few things. But you're not walking in the purposes of God. You're not carrying yourself. You're not walking in the, in the, in the place that God has had for you to be. For many of you, you may be blind on the inside. You can walk, but you just can't see where you're going. You've got no vision. For some of you tonight, it's like there's a brokenness in your life. And, I, and I'm not trying to sound hard or anything like this, but it's like you have been to a lot of courses. You've been to a lot of older calls, but you're still in the same boat. And friend, I know what it's like to, 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 to struggle. I know what it's like to walk through difficulties. And if you think about this man, imagine what he would have been going through, the rejection, the loneliness, the hope and the, dis, the despair that would have been around his life. And then a certain man had been with this infirmity for 38 years. And then when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he'd been in that condition for a long time. For some of you, you've been in a place for a long time. And tonight I believe that God wants to bring a breakthrough into your life. Tonight you can leave this place totally changed. And I know this phrase gets said uh, from time to time, but, but tonight you can. 
Tonight you can. Tonight can be your turning point in your business. Tonight can be your turning point in your walk with God. Tonight can be your turning point inside of your life. Tonight, for some of you, you've struggled with poverty for a long time. For some of you, you've struggled with depression for a long time. Tonight can be your night. It really can. It really can. Just like this man, he's sitting there waiting for the next best thing. And here comes Jesus, and he looks at this man, and he sees that he's been crippled for a long time. How can you tell? Well, you can see the scars upon him. You can see the, you can just see the rub marks. You can see the calluses over his legs. You can see the dirt that he's been wallowing in. And Jesus asks him this question. He looks at this man, and he sees him. And he goes, hey, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? I believe God's asking the same question here tonight. Do you want to get well? For some of you where you've struggled with depression, for some of you where you've struggled with the different things in your life, tonight the question is, do you want to get well? And sadly for so many people, they, they, they find their, their identity and the pain and the sorrow in their life. And they, on one side of the, the They'll come up on older cause, or they'll come up and say, yeah, yeah, help me, but then they actually don't do anything to change. They find their security, they find their identity, they, they, they get their attention um, by, the, by the condition that they're in. I'm all depressed, I'm sad, this is going through my life. Uh, somebody pray for me, somebody feels... And, and by all means, we, we do have compassion for you, but you don't have to live the rest of your life like that. For young people here tonight, you're, you know, you're, you're struggling with different things. Maybe you're struggling with cutting. Maybe you're struggling with suicide thoughts. People here tonight may be struggling in business. It, 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 it doesn't have to be that way. Tonight, things can be different. If it's, like I said, some people, they try and find their identity in that. Friends, if you do that, you'll never, ever walk in the plans and purposes that God has for your life. And as mum was preaching this morning, in a God-given talents, many of you here tonight, maybe God has given you 10 talents. Maybe there's 10 talented people here in this place here tonight, but you're in this place of brokenness and, and you've been prayed for, you've done this and you've done that, but you're still in that place. And, and maybe you're in the, uh, the one with the five talents or maybe the one with the one talent. I mean, for me, I'm a one-talented guy. I know there's maybe people in here that you may be 10 and 20 talented people. But tonight, it's like God has put something in your life. But if you, but if you have a wrong concept of God, and if you, if, if, if you continue to live your life in fear, if you continue to live your life in rejection, you will never stand tall. You will never walk. When you step into the eternity, you won't, uh, you won't get that reward. You'll have a, um, an unexpected response from God. So tonight, young people, older people, young people, tonight, Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through in your life, whatever is crippling you in your life tonight, tonight you have the opportunity. So Jesus said, do you want to get well? And I know some of, uh, some of the young ones here tonight have, have been, you know, walked through some terrible things and, and, and the pressure's been, do you want to sort this issue out? Do you want to deal with this thing? And I know different ones here, I won't, won't point them out, but man... God has done such a powerful work in their life because they stood up and said, yeah, 
unresponsive. I'm not going to live in this anymore. I'm not going to live in my abuse. I'm not going to live in my poverty. I'm not going to live in my past. I'm not going to live in this place that has kept me down. I will stand up and I will lay a hold of what God has for me. And so you hear, see this man, and see Jesus looks at this man and he says, do you want to be made well? And you look at the sick man, the, the response from this guy. He goes, sir, I have no man to put me into the water. When the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps in before me. So this man, he can't move very fast. He, uh, all he can do is just drag himself. But there's other people there that can walk, or maybe they've got people there that can drag them, that can take them to the water. So here, this man, it says, what he does, he, he, he thinks his miracle, he thinks his breakthrough is in the pool. He thinks his breakthrough is in the next best thing. He doesn't understand that the very, uh, the very person, the very man, the very uh, creator of heaven and earth, standing in front of him right there, standing in front of him, asking him if he wants to get well. He didn't understand. He couldn't see that his breakthrough was right there. When the Son of God asked him if he wanted to be made well, the first thing that came out of his mouth was an excuse. But you don't understand. You don't understand the sorrow I'm in. You don't understand the pain. You don't understand the abuse. I tell you about this this guy. First of all, he was fixed on his current situation. He was fixed on both his past and his current situation. He had a victim mentality. Some of you here tonight, you're stuck in the past. You're stuck in your you're stuck in your position right now. I understand what it, what it's like to struggle financially. I understand what it's like to struggle inside. I understand what it's like to suffer with rejection. I understand what it's like to, to, to have depression. I, I understand that. But I have a choice of whether I'll stay in that, stay in my past, stay in my current circumstances. I have a choice. You have a choice tonight whether you'll stay in the place that you were in or you'll walk out of that place a new man or a new woman. He was fixed on his past sorrows. He was, he was fixed in a place of hopelessness. He was fixed in a place of despair. Why was he hopeless and, and at despair? Because every time he nearly got his breakthrough, it was just, someone else better than there. Ah, damn it, I have to wait for the next thing. So a pastor never prophesied over me. I miss this or I miss that. No, 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 your breakthrough is right before your eyes. Friends, your breakthrough tonight is right here. His name is Jesus Christ. The Bible says where two or more are gathered together in his name, there he shall be. Friends, the living power, the, the, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ is in this place right now. He is standing right in front of you. You don't need somebody to come and lay hands on you. You don't need to go through the next, uh, I mean, although it would be good, go through the next course or wait for the next revival. Or wait for the, he is standing here right now waiting. Do you want to get well? Do you want to? Yeah, that rejection that you've been going through, that stuff that you've been struggling with inside. You've got all these dreams in your heart. You've got all these dreams in your life, but it's like, he's, he, he, he's here. He's standing right in front of you now. Tonight, you can have your breakthrough. He was in a place of rejection. You know, some people love their rejection. Oh, nobody loves me. Nobody cares for me. 
It says in this man, he says here, Sir, I have no man to put me in the water. Understand this. He was relationally disconnected. He had no friends. Friend, I tell you tonight, part of getting a healing is, man, you need to get connected. How sorry for this guy. He lay there with no friends. He had no one there to help him into the pool. No one there that would lift him up or take him to a place of, of healing. When there are many people in our community today oh, carrying this burden of shame, carrying this burden of sickness, but don't know of anyone to take them to a place of healing. Relationally disconnected. People here tonight, for some of you who've been sitting on the outside of church for a while, I mean, that's it's okay to a point, but it's, it's not okay. Friends, you need to get involved somewhere. You need to start to build quality relationships with people. Now, the Bible says uh, uh, a man who has friends must show himself friendly. A lot of you people here tonight are lonely. You want friends, but you're not very friendly people. You want to get relationally connected, start making some friends. That's the best bit of advice I ever had. I was feeling, no, no, I've got no friends. No one likes me. Well, are you a friendly person? Oh. Tell me, that'll go a long way for some of you. If you just put a smile, start to be generous. Start to be a friend. We start to have friends. And so, this, so Jesus said, do you want to get well? And the, and, and the sick man said, I have no one to put me up in the water. While I'm getting close, someone else comes and, and gets in and I, and I miss out. I miss my turn. And so I have to wait for another year or, or the next one. And then Jesus looks at this man. Friend, tonight Jesus is in this place and he's looking at you right now. He's looking at the part of your life that is broken. He's looking at the part of your life that is crippled. He's looking at the part of your life that is blind and, and is unable to walk. Tonight he's saying these words. See, Jesus gives three, four commands to this guy. First one, he says, rise. People, you've got to rise up out of your place of, of, of brokenness. The word rise means to, to stand up. To stand up on the inside. It's a, it's a, it's a challenge to, to stand up in faith. So the miracle was not just in the pool, but, you know, for some people, when you come up in the altar call, it's like, you know, we can pray for you and, and people's lives are differently changed. But that, that area of breakthrough in your life, it's, it's not the fact of, of somebody laying hands on you. It's the, it's, it's the act of faith inside of your heart. It's when you stand up and say, no longer, I, I, I will respond to Christ. I will respond to his word. And if you just listen to what Christ has been, what God has been speaking through the word, it's like young people, deal with stuff with your parents. Deal with offenses. Deal with disappointments. That's what he's saying. Tonight, respond to Jesus. Arise, arise up out of your place. Arise up out of your place of depression. Arise up out of your place of, of, of rejection. Arise up out of your place of brokenness. Flip, if I can do it, anyone can do it. I tell you. Arise, get up out of your place. Respond tonight. Second thing he says, take up your bed. Second thing, you'll learn to have dominion over your own soul. 
Ian, man, he did a fantastic seminar the other day, and man, if you want to learn how to take dominion over your own soul, Ian, when you, you're going to do another seminar sometime, he was here. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. You've got to start taking dominion over your own soul. Arise, take up that bed, take up that, 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 that thing that has been a reminder of your brokenness. Start to take dominion over that place of rejection. Start to take dominion over that place of brokenness. Start to take dominion over that pain. If it was something that happened to you, if it was some, whatever it was, rise up in your soul and take dominion over it. Take dominion over it. Take up your bed, take up that place that reminds you. So for so many of you, 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 you know, we, we, we keep reminded of, 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 of this place in our life that is, that is hurting and broken. And it's we, we identify this, uh, this, either this circumstance or this, this pain in our life. It's our, it's our place of comfort. It's a, I mean, for this man, it, was the, it would have been the only place that, that he would have felt comfort, but it wasn't true comfort. It was just a dirty old blanket. And for some of you here tonight, you've got some dirty old blankets that you need, to, you need to pick up and take dominion over. For some of you, maybe it's the, maybe it's the bottle. Maybe it's the cigarettes. Maybe it's things that you turn to for, uh, for a false sense of comfort or a false sense of security. Friends, you don't need that. You just need to stand up and get on your legs. That bottle's not going to do you nothing. All that bottle will do is just keep you an invalid. That pornography, all it will do is just keep you an invalid. That place of deception, all it will do is keep you an invalid. Second, the third thing he says, take up your bed and walk. Friends, you've got to start to walk. Stop making excuses about what's going on. Arise, take up your bed and walk. So arise, take up your bed and start to walk in the things that God has planned for your life. Start to stand up on your feet. Start to overcome this. Start to, uh, start to walk in those things that you've never been able to walk on before. Start to walk. The, 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 thing we, the, the word walk means to stamp around on. You've got to walk around on that thing. You've got to start to put some things underneath your feet. Your feet were made for walking. You've got to start walking down that path that God has planned for your life. For some of you, you're, you're, you're immensely gifted. For some of you, you know, for, for every person here, God has called your life. But you're lame and you've just got to rise up to take dominion over your own soul, get over some stuff and start to walk. That's what you've got to do tonight. His presence is here right now. Jesus Christ, his presence in this here. He's looking into your life saying, rise up. Rise up. Rise up. And, and you see further down the track, it says, and then, the, and then the one who was healed did not know. And the guy got up. Immediately, immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed and walked. And that day was on the Sabbath. And it goes on to say, and he, he couldn't believe himself. He couldn't believe what just happened. I'm sure that song got written then. You, you picked me up. I'm sure this guy would have gone into church haven't been able to walk for 38 years at this place of brokenness he gets up and all of a sudden one day this man comes along he comes to church and encounters Jesus Christ and from then on he can walk I tell you man 
That's something to shout about. That is something to shout about. And then it goes on to say, and, and all the people started to get upset. Other, what happened? What, what, what happened to you, man? And then um, because he didn't really know who it was that had touched his life. And because Jesus had withdrawn, and it says here in verse 14, afterward Jesus found him in the temple and said, See, you have been well, made well. Sin no more, lest the worst thing would come upon you. Sin no more. Now the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. In other words, every time we break God's law, every time we, we step out of how God wants us to walk, something inside of us dies. That crippledness, that, that blindness is a result of sin. So not, not only did, did God heal him, did Jesus heal him, he also wanted to save his soul. Sin no more, since at least the worst thing come upon you. What is that worst thing? It's stepping into eternity without knowing Christ. You know, one day, every one of us will stand before God, given account of our lives. Either we spend an eternity in heaven or we spend an eternity in hell. Sin no more is at least the worst thing come upon you. Young people tonight, people here tonight, well, I mean, we've got to get our lives cleaned up. Young people, tonight, some of you are struggling with depression and, and all this stuff going on in your life, but you've still got a foot in the other camp. You're still dabbling with sin. You're still dabbling with the bottle. You're still dabbling with stuff you shouldn't be dabbling with. And you wonder why you're still in pain. You wonder why you're still not finding your healing. Tonight, you've got to put sin out of your life. Every one of us puts sin out of our life. Tonight, if you don't know Jesus Christ, then you need to receive him tonight. You can either spend an eternity in heaven or spend an eternity in hell. The eternity in hell is, is the worst thing. That's what he's talking about. Ah, I, I don't want to go there. I don't want to see any peace and go there. But tonight, we need to get our lives right with God. If there's stuff in your life you need to, you need to put right, man, put it right with God. Tonight, if you've been coming to church for a while, but never ever made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, tonight I challenge you, I ask you, invite Jesus Christ in your life. Turn away from sin. Invite him into your heart. Follow him. He'll transform your life. Amen. Do you want to go a little bit deeper? Got another couple of minutes. Can we just take this to another level? Tonight, I basically been talking about, about you getting your life right, about how you can get a healing inside of your life. About somebody who's been crippled, somebody who hasn't been able to walk because of a tragedy in their life. Tonight, I want to tell you, it's, it's, it's not just about you. Although tonight... For many of you, you can have a personal breakthrough. Tonight is, not, is also not just about you. Tonight I want to start to just to speak for a couple of minutes about prophetically what I believe this verse is talking about. If you've got your Bibles, just turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Everybody got that? 
1 Corinthians chapter 15, and it's in verse 20, it says, But now Christ has risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Since by, by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. As all in Adam die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, but each to, those, but each to his own order. Christ the first fruits, and afterward those who are coming who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, and when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. Verse 25, it says, For he must reign, everybody say, he must reign, till he has put all enemies, say all enemies, under his feet. For he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. And the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Verse 27. For he has put all things underneath his feet. But when, it, when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who has put all things under him is accepted. And when all things are made subject to him, and then the Son himself will be also subject to him, who puts... The, all things underneath him that God may be all in all. How about that? <laughs> My goodness me. That was a bit of a tongue twister. For he must reign until all things have been put underneath his feet. We're talking about Jesus Christ. We're talking about for Christ. He must reign until all enemies. Friends, there's going to be a, come a time when the kingdom will, when, when heaven and earth will come to an end. There will be a time where, where, where the kingdom of God uh, is extended throughout the earth to a point where God's kingdom fills the earth. That is the original mandate that God gave man. Go ye into all the world and uh, um, he says, fill the world, take dominion over it and subdue it. In other words, he's saying, bring everything under the kingdom of God. Extend my kingdom into, the, uh, into every part of the world. Not just selling church. So when Christ came, he came to take dominion. So when Adam fell, Christ came, uh, when death came into the, to the world because of Adam's sin, Christ came as the second man to reconcile man to God. And as you look at the story of Christ, he put things underneath his feet. When Christ started to walk on this earth, people st- uh, sicknesses were, people with sicknesses were healed, um, people were delivered, people were set free. And it says here, uh, for he must run until all things have come unto us, uh, each according to his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterwards those who are coming at, at, his, at his coming. It says, for he must reign until he has put all things underneath his, his feet. Let's think about the crippled man for, again. Here's a man that was, God had, ordained him, or God had set him to, had a purpose for his life, but because he was crippled, he could not walk in those things. Tonight, we're not just talking about, I mean, when we talk about church, what are we, we use the term, the body of Christ. So first of all, Jesus, Jesus Christ himself went into the grave. And in, uh, I can't remember what it was, but it says, uh, Jesus says, uh, predicting his death, he says, unless a seed goes into the ground and dies, it cannot be a fruit. But if it does go into the ground and, 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 and comes back alive, it will bear much fruit. So here Jesus is, a, is speaking of uh, uh, as, as the first fruits. 
goes as a seed, he goes into the ground. He goes as a seed into the womb of the earth. So the Bible says that Jesus Christ, he, he was crucified as the Lamb of God, but he rose as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen? So Jesus Christ is now sitting at the right hand of the Father as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And tonight, he has mandated you and I, as his body, is to extend the work that he first started. So when Jesus Christ put death underneath his feet. When he rose from the dead, he, he, was, he was the first one. He was the first fruits to overcome death. Are we following me now? So as the body of Christ, following him, where we are, see, first comes Christ, and then it comes the rest of the body. And the rest of the, I mean, I'm just going to cut this right down in a nutshell. But if you look at the body of Christ, as Christ is the head, and the rest of the body is the generations that follow. I mean, you don't have to look very far to see that we are living in the last days right now. We are living in the last days. All the men of God, the men and women of God that have gone before us, the body of Christ. I see this as a picture of us as the last generation. One of the last generations that will be coming before Christ returns. For he must reign until he has put all things underneath his feet. What say the legs are crippled? See, it's more than just about you having your personal breakthrough. Fantastic. That is wonderful. But see, God has got a bigger plan and a God has got a bigger purpose for you overcoming your rejection, for you overcoming your abuse, for you overcoming your depression. He has got a bigger plan for bringing you out of that place. For he must reign until all things have been put underneath his feet. What is the feet we're talking about? I believe the feet that he's talking about here is the last generation of the body of Christ. In other words, it's you and me from all those people that have gone before us. And when all things have been put underneath his feet, when the kingdom of God has been extended to all parts of the earth, then the end will come. Then Jesus Christ will deliver the church, deliver the kingdom back to the Father. That's what he's talking about. But how can we put all things underneath his feet when we have a generation of Christians that are lame? Friends, that is what Christ wants to do in your life. He wants to pick you up out of a place of brokenness. Not so that just you can have your freedom. But that is the body of Christ. It's you and us working together as a team, as part of the greater body of Christ around the world today. That we will start to put depression underneath our feet. That we will start to put drug abuse underneath our feet. That we will start to put suicide underneath our feet. That we will put poverty under the feet. That is why he wants you to get a breakthrough in your finances. That is why he wants you to get a breakthrough. So you as the body of Christ, we can work together and start to put all things underneath us and start to extend his kingdom through our community. That is why you and I are here today. We're part of the body of Christ. God has put us here to put these things underneath our feet to extend the kingdom of God. Amen? So tonight, hear the voice of God. Hear what Christ is saying. Arise.
Church, arise, shine. How many times do we sing that? You must be saying something, surely. Church, arise. Pick up your bed. Walk. Church, it's time for us as individuals to get rid of these things in our lives. Just stand up. Take dominion over our soul. Start to walk as the body that we've... Start to walk as the man. Start to walk as the woman that God has called you to be. Simple as that. And as a church, united, standing together, let's start to put some of these things on there. Let's not walk crippled. How can you walk crippled? That doesn't even make sense, sorry. <laughs> but let's not be a, a lame duck as a church. That's not what the body, that's not what Christ ever meant. That's, like I said, we're walking in the last generations, but here in many parts of the world, the church is a lame duck, crippled. The head works. I mean, God's working. He's, he's there. He's, he's given the commands. But the ankles are damaged. The, the last, let's be a generation that will rise up. Some of you, man, you should have been here this morning and got that message. Gifted, talented. So many of you people are talented. You're gifted, all these things inside of your life. But you're still just crippled. Today, let's rise up, pick up your bed and walk. Both individually and as the body of Christ. Amen. Ah. Come on, let's get up here.